are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You know what it is. Highly unlikely. My name is Drew. I got to shut off my laptop. I'm here with my boy Raj, who's dying. What up? And we are going. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Just watching this uh, Lamelo versus Steph here. Yeah, we were just talking, saying that uh, the Warriors look unbelievable so far this season. Yeah, yeah, not bad. It's, uh, I mean, it's still early, but uh, yeah, yeah, they look so far so good. Back on that Decent Steph Curry nut train. Hey. So back on the Steph Curry nut train. Yeah, boy. Yes, sir. Speaking of nut trains. <laughs> good segue there. Always. I have repeatedly sucked Elon Dick's taint nuts, all of the above, whoa, 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 on this whoa, whoa. show. Say, say this again? I have repeatedly blown Elon Musk on this show. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Speaking very, very highly how much I love the guy, he right. continues to give me reasons to blow him. You see his whole blow-up thing with the UN? No. Okay, so... UN, I'm going to read their tweets so I don't get it wrong. So, the director of the UN Food Scarcity Organization, okay. the United Nations Food Scarcity Organization, tweets out and says, 2% of Elon, Elon Musk's wealth could solve world hunger. We need things to change. Basically along those lines, right? Um, that number works out to $6 billion. Elon then... Texts them back and says, not texts them back, tweets them back and yeah. says, if you can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. He then follows it up and says, but it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. They, they have been dead silent. Of course. We should do this with the Red Cross too, by the way. Bro, I think this is the most funny fucking, because he 100% would do it. 100% he would do it. Maybe. What do you mean maybe? I mean, even if, even if he doesn't want to and he says it, he's still going to look good. No, he just knows that the corrupt fucks. Like he's like, no way am I pockets. spending $6 billion of my money, but yeah. I'll say I will and everyone's going to love me for it. No, he just knows that they can't do the math. They can't prove that it'll work because it's bullshit. And so either way, it's win-win. Whatever, it's not his responsibility anyways. No, but I fucking love Elon for this shit, bro. He's, right. I think, the most lovable billionaire of all time. I'll uh, get him to do you a cameo. How about that, bro? That'd I mean, make you f- feel bro, better. That'd be nuts. Yeah. You can just jerk off to it. But it's going to run you a cool five bands. <laughs> I wonder what he charges. He probably just laughs at that shit. He probably doesn't even do it. But No, there's not a chance. Uh, I feel like if you're on cameo, you are struggling. A lot of people do that shit, though. Yeah. Like, a lot. Like, whatever. Um, what are these guys? Some of these guys charge probably, what, a thousand bucks? Bro, you get Callan for like a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah. But like... W- what are like the top dudes? Do you know? Let's Google it right now. <sighs> I feel like I said. I feel like if you're on Cameo, your career is either declining or you're not doing too well. Yeah, I need to know who's on Cameo. I guess it'll then it will tell you, right? But um, like, I don't think top dudes are on Cameo. Yeah, like, pretty sure Drake's not on Cameo. Who do we got? Okay, we got Joe Montana. We got Vince Carter. We got. Uh, I don't even know who half these people are. Uh, is that because they're black? No, not even that. Like I don't even know. <laughs> Joe Gatto, Kenny G. She is a saxophonist. Kenny G. Yeah, yeah, legend, bro. Oh, it's a he. That's not even a she. Yeah, it is. It's a he. Oh, my bad. Legend. You got people from The Office, Game not of really Thrones. <laughs> That's so random. Okay, here we go. We got actors. I know Giuliani's on there. Zach Gilford. I'll you send know? you one from him. I'll liquor it up, bro. Zach Gilford. I don't, I don't know who that Friday is. Friday Night Lights, okay. No, Frankie Muntz. I know who that is. 125 bucks. Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. 
He's a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's pretty all. It's all dead beats, bro. Yeah, dude, it's all dead beats. Uh, the novelty, whatever. Okay, Pat Conagon from the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Pat Connaughton, yeah. Yeah, he's one hundred twenty-five bucks. Aaron Jones is on there, two hundred and seventy-six bucks. Lavar Ball, you can get Lavar Ball for one hundred and sixty-five bucks, bro. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Brett the Hitman Hart, run you cool one eighty-five. This is oh, what I'm saying, key, dude. Brett Hart, man, pretty dope. But yeah, I still wouldn't. Want it's one all from dead anyone, beats, bro. Whatever. Yeah, it's pretty pretty dead beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a tough. <coughs> but what are you gonna do? And they they show the rates on there, obviously. Yeah. Tommy Chong, one hundred eighty-five bucks. But they're all like under two bills. Yeah, I haven't seen anything that's expensive. Yeah, pretty weak. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, not going good for him. But yeah, I think like I said, Elon is the most lovable billionaire of all time. Sure, for whatever that's worth. But what do you mean what it's worth? I think most like, billionaires what the fuck are hated. Does that even mean? Nate? We like hate everyone who's rich on this show. No, I don't hate everyone who's rich. Bro, we've talked so much smack about people who are rich. Yeah, I'll talk a lot of shit, but it doesn't mean I hate somebody. That's what I mean when I say that. Like, I don't hate Bill Gates. When have we ever talked shit about Elon? Um, okay, yeah. So, But there you go. You're just backing me up. Whenever I, We don't really talk shit about a lot of uh, billionaires, do we? Oh, dude, all the time. But what I'm saying is I feel like it's if you're a billionaire, it just comes with the territory that you're just hated by most people. Well, for sure. Everyone wants to be them. Uh, you know it's a yeah it's a rare thing man <clears throat> definitely it's like being a <clears throat> it's like being an NBA player it's like so rare there's only 500 of you in the world mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so like yeah 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 for sure haters gonna hate man no matter what fuck them yeah you gonna play anything this weekend um no uh I had to cancel on the Halloween party cause my fucking back right? yeah I know you been so, fucked up yeah that was dope and uh you just dress up here by yourself that's it man <laughs> yeah, do a little yeah, bit of role playing that's what i did yeah yeah dressed up and uh what what was what, the fights were on during the day yeah at 11 more, what was on at nighttime was there anything on, i can't even remember bro that's pretty pretty sad but anyways um yeah uh that was it just uh just chill man my back's been fucked ever since sounds lit dude oh yeah pretty dope can barely walk Two times. Remind me what it is again. It's my disc that's fucked. Is there anything you can do about it? Well, I've done the surgery. I've done like physio. Usually, Cairo keeps me in line, but fuck, man, it's just <clears throat> not right now. I used to be like this all the time. Yeah. Cairo totally helped me, so I don't know. Hopefully, uh, it gets right soon. Hopefully, it doesn't sound very hopeful, though. Unfortunately. Um, speaking of the fights, you obviously watched them all live. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go through them? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we can start with Hamzat. Absolutely <laughs> embarrassing jingling. Um, fuck yeah. So he comes back after 13 months off. He had uh, the COVID issue. And I guess he had pretty bad uh, like recovery from it. He had it yeah, he was rough, in the hospital. He was contemplating retirement, the whole bit. So... Um, yeah, so he comes back and fuck. Like, you know, the way he went to the ring there, just like kind of running, smacking everyone's hand. Like, just, mm-hmm. I just find him so refreshing where everyone's like a stone cold killer. 
Yeah, you would find the guy the who screams a la like Akbar so, like, fucking... refreshing. You're like, yeah, that's my type of fighter, dog. No, but everyone's so, like, hardcore and whatever. And I get it. You're all fighters. But this guy's just, like, laughing, joking. It's just, like, a uh, breath of fresh air almost. I like it. Um, he genuinely seems like he has fun the whole time. For sure. And the fact that he's just destroying everybody. Um... I also saw a stat where in his last four fights, he's absorbed four punches. Four. It's actually uh, less than that. There's so, no way it's less than that. So in his four bouts in significant fight, uh, strikes, it's 112 to 1. <laughs> and total strikes is 254 to 2. That's so fucked. So He is fighting some of the best athletes <clears throat> in the world. You know how hard it is to get to the UFC? So by comparison, Conor and Khabib through four fights absorbed 54. Mm-hmm. And Izzy 111. Mm-hmm. So... That's pretty ridiculous, man. And now, obviously, everyone wants to call him out. Uh, Neil Magny called him out. You're getting mauled. Um, so, I don't know. But, like... Who in that division beats him? Fuck, I don't know, man. This guy's so hot right now, dude. <clears throat> Who, uh... I think it was Diaz that he's trying to do a fight with next. Uh, isn't that what uh, Dana said? Yeah, because it's his last... Uh, Diaz's last fight on his contract. If I remember that correctly, and so I think he destroys Diaz. Dude, I think he runs through just about everybody in the UFC in his uh, weight class. What is he? He's welterweight. I'm just pulling up the rankings right now. Apart from like the top guys, you're kind of fucked. So like, top going from the top down is Colby. Co- uh, sorry, uh, Kamara Usman, Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns. Then after that, I think he runs through all these guys. Right? I wouldn't mind seeing Burns, bro. Yep. I think he runs through Leon Edwards. I think he beats up Vicente Luque. And I think Thompson, Chiesa, Masvidal, Magni. I don't think they can hang with his wrestling. I think it should go Luque. And then if he wins that, Burns. That's what I would do. Yeah. Or... or That Luque fight, will, I think it would be dope. I think both those fights would be dope. Yeah. But I think Luque first and then Burns. I was listening to uh, Shab's uh, Blow the Belt podcast before. And apparently there's rumblings of Neil Magni. Which I yeah, like. Magni called him out. Yeah, which I like for Hamza because it's like, okay, slow down a little bit. Just get one more fight on you. Because then once you get to Luke, that's it. You're fighting top five guys for the rest of your life, basically, if you keep on this track. So, like, get one more fight under your belt. You'll probably be, like, the main event of a fight night or even co-main um, of a bigger uh, event. And then away you go. But either way, like, apart from those top three guys, I don't know who's touching them, man. You're right, though. Gilbert Burns would be a sick fight. Sick fight. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it would be. I, th- I think that Luke fight would be. Luke is a fucking animal too. So, Chess is good on the ground bro. too. Sorry, Chess is good on the ground too. But still, dude, you're getting Khabibed. You know, and like that's like the way he came in too. Took like all those fights super quick. Like this guy's not even getting hit. Like it's pretty nutty. His story is pretty uh, pretty dope, man. Yeah, he's on one of the craziest runs we've had in a little while. For sure. Um, speaking of crazy runs, Islam Makachev absolutely fucking demolished Dan Hooker. Who's going to fuck with this guy is what I want to know. Dude, and that's the thing, man. Like, with Mak- at least with Hamzat, I'm like, okay, like, Usman, Colby, Burns, those three guys could all give him real problems. Dude, I think Makachev beats everyone in lightweight. His ground game is everyone, fucking dude. so disgusting. Like, like, okay, so he's ranked five now. Above him is Michael Chandler. Benel Dariush, Gaethje, Poirier, Charles Oliveira. Two of those guys are going this weekend. Yep. Chandler Gaethje. And like, but I, I think he runs through all of them. He's such a monster, dude. Like Dan Hooker 
goes. Dan Hooker is a dog, and he ran Fuck. through him, man. Yeah, it was like, oh, it was like nothing, man. He had him like twisted, bro, like in a pretzel, mm-hmm. man. Like, and like he even said having Khabib in the corner is like a cheat code, uh, and like, so twenty one and one as a professional, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he said that. Did you just no. say that? Um, and he said afterward that he wants a title fight. Yep. And it's like almost so. Does he get the winner of Poirier Oliveira? I could see it. It's almost a hard to argue against it, right? Like I wouldn't be mad at it if that's no. if that was the fight, right? Um, I could also see the winner of of Gaethje Chandler, just because both those guys came off a loss before, and then so the winner of that then gets gets Islam. I could see that. Now Hooker stepped in short notice for RDA, right? Yep. Um. Fuck. Now he's lost three of his last four. Yeah, he's in a tough. And I, I'm a huge Hooker fan. So am I. Like. His war with Felder and then Poirier, fuck, you know, Dude. bro, like, right there, you got me, man. I'm mm-hmm. a fan for life, man. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, shitty record in the last four, but, like, I'm always here to see one of his fights. I'll think, not I'll think, I think he's one of those guys that's that's kind of just out, just, like, on the outside always looking in. You know what I mean? Where he's, I don't want to say the word gatekeeper, but kind of. He's just on the outside of the top five. Looking like that. Right? Yeah, right. You know just saying? on the outside of the top five. Can't compete with the top guys, but is right there. Which sucks to be that, but if you keep putting on performances and, and uh like he has and, and taking fights when the UFC needs him to, like they're gonna show him love. Similar to how uh well, Cowboy stepping operates, on a short right? notice, yeah. Uh Dana White loves that shit. So. Big time. Um yeah, for sure. I, I should, he wouldn't hold he won't hold it against him like he would maybe somebody else who's like, yeah exactly. You know what I'm saying? Had a full camp and yeah, hundred percent. So so either way though, I'm I don't know who's touching Makachev, and apart from the top guys, I don't know who's touching Hamzat. Uh, next fight on that card was uh, Piotr Jan versus Corey Sandhagen. Fuck, this fight, and man. fuck, dude, that was a good like fight of the night. Yeah, it was it was such a technical stand up fight. Like it was so much fun to watch that whole fight. Um. I think the biggest thing to take away from is that like people have been saying, "Oh, Corey, um, Corey took it on short notice. Give him a longer, longer fight camp." But again, was listening to Shab's thing, and Shab, Corey trains out of Shab's old gym, so he's super close with all those guys. He's trained with Corey. That like, Corey came into the gym when Corey was like twelve years old, thirteen when Shab was training. So he's known Corey since he was a kid, really close with him. Yeah. And Corey, uh, when the Pyorian Aljo fight got announced, the next day or two. Um, Corey told Shab that he said, I think Aljo's going to drop. I called Dana, and I'm going to do a full fight camp for this, like Aljo's going to drop. <clears throat> and so Corey had a full camp. Like, this is the best Corey you're going to get. And Jan just straight up beat him. Well, Corey came out in the first round looking really good. But it's the same. A lot of volume. 100%. You know I mean? Uh, 100%. A lot of pressure. And so it's like, you know, this is... And and to Pewter too, he's always a notorious slow starter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just this just played exactly like that. Like he came on stronger as the fight went on. Um, rocked him late in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a good job of some of uh, Sanhagen's takedown of, uh, attempts. I think it was gave up one level change in round four. Yep. But Jan, I'm a big fan of him. I picked him over Sterling. When they fought, like this guy, his boxing, uh, super technical. Um, I think he destroys Aljamain when they 
Oh, go, dude, I don't think it's close. Again, you know what I mean? Um, I don't think they fight. I think we'll get Jan versus TJ. Sorry to interrupt Well, Dana you. was pretty much calling him the champ after, yeah. not even interim. Like, he was just straight out, he's the champ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so he's 8-1 and one now in the UFC. Uh, Sanhagen dropped his second straight. And shout out to the Russians. We got Pyotr, Makachev, Volkov, Ankalev, Chemaev. I know he's uh, by way of Sweden, Sweden. I think. Yeah. Uh, fights or trains out of Russia. So, like, yo, Russians... Really running shit there, Dude, big bro. Time. You know? Big hey, here's time. my question. <clears throat> so I know Tremayev, he's on the only one that I know that has gone to Russia and trained there. Like, how come, like, other North American guys, like, they'll go to Thailand? And I don't hear of many people going to Russia, though. No. Or is that wrong? Do people go to Russia? Like, I don't really hear much of guys going to Russia and training with these guys. Well, I mean, even you look at Khabib. Khabib trains out of AKA, or he did, right, with Daniel Cormier and that team. Islam was in that camp as well. I think it's a lot of uh, like, these guys. Ivan Drago shit going back to Russia, son. Yeah, I don't think anyone goes back to Russia. I think they all grow up wrestling and because it's so ingrained in the culture, the Dagestani culture, where most of these guys are from. And then when they come to you know the United States or Europe or wherever it is and get into one of these top camps, then you're getting against like elite guys, and that's where you get rounded out striking-wise and other things. like. All these guys train out of the same gym? They have to. These a lot of them do. Like a motherfucker like that. Right? Yeah, a lot of them do. Um, I know Islam specifically basically like came up and grew up with Khabib. They're basically like brothers. I don't really know about Hamza where he came from, but uh, did you see the meme of Khabib in the corner and Makachev was uh, on top of Hooker and there was like remote control, like a joystick. And yeah, said, like he was controlling <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. Just like fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, but yeah, no Russians are really on some shit now, bro. Big time. I, I think. The person I feel bad for this, obviously, because he lost, is Corey. But, like, you could just see it on his face. Like, he gave everything. He was winning the first round, was really competitive in round two, and even round five. And he straight up just got beat. What was it, like 49-46 on all the cards? Yeah, and I think it's really hard as a fighter to be like, yo, this guy is just straight up better than I am. And that's what Piotr did. Piotr showed him, like, yo, I'm straight up better than you. And, and to your point... Oh, for sure he is, yeah. Yeah, and to your point about him being a slow starter you look at the uh three fights ago when he fought aldo it was the same thing aldo was super competitive and even won round one of their fight then downloaded data and just started beating him up same thing with aljo aljo came out super hot and won round one and then he started piecing him up and same thing with this Corey came out hot won round one and Piotr just downloaded took shots and just picked him apart like he's such a technician that yeah, Pewter is a G for sure. I don't see who beats him. Yo, also his kid is swagged the fuck out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Swagged out, bro. <laughs> fuck yeah. The that all white drip. Was, yeah, that, it was sick. That, that was fucking funny, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, real talk. Um, also, his wife is a smoke show, dude. I seen her there. I just can't remember what she looks like. Yeah, she's yeah. a smoke. But also, like, if of you're from you, if you're from Russia and you're knocking fuckers out, champ the UFC, right. you're gonna have a smoke show wife. Um, main oh, event has like five smoke show wives. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. Come on, man. Uh. Main event, Jan Blachowicz. Blachowicz? Blachowicz. Blachowicz. I always get that wrong. Versus Glover Teixeira. Fuck me, man. Glover Dunn did it. 42 years old, bro. Like, 19-year career, dog. It's crazy. Did you see that photo of him with, like, Dana with hair from back in the day when the UFC first started? I I don't know. Maybe I didn't. So funny, I, bro. I, maybe I didn't. But um, he was saying even to Dana, uh, 
he was talking about shit back in the day saying how he was telling Dana how he would do it. Yeah, and, I'll be champ. It's been 20 and, years. Uh, you almost can't write a better story, though. No. Like, obviously, everyone knew this was it for Glover. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew it was it was it for him, too. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> ends up flattening him out. Rear naked. A- initial view, it didn't look like he was really all the way under. No. But Jan afterwards said he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't rewatch it. Do Jan tap so quick? I thought so too. So like, he had it like ready to go almost. Like, I'm not in that position, but like I thought, a I thought it wasn't fully under, and b I thought, wow, super quick tap. Now, um, again, I'm never doubting anyone. I'm not in the ring like that or the octagon. Sorry. Uh, so, like I said, I didn't rewatch it, and I know they even asked him. And he's like, yeah, it was fully in. So if it was, it was. Um, I, I thought the same thing. I think, um, <clears throat> and and. I want to give full disclosure. This is coming from someone who now really doesn't train that much jiu-jitsu, is a complete white belt. The entire first round, if you watch it, Glover has either his forearm or his head on the chin of Blahovich, and he is tripoded up, and he's driving his head and forearm. And I've been at the bottom of that, and it fucking sucks because you're getting, you know, Glover's a big fucker. He's 250 pounds, and he's pushing, so you're probably getting three... 400 pounds of weight either on a forearm or the top of a head going right into your chin and then at the end of the round he had him up close and was crunching him in when the bell rang and you could tell that like Blahovich was panicking a little bit like he did not have fun so i'm guessing that glover probably did a bit of damage or at least hurt yon's neck to the point where he was just ready to tap and he just was fucked right right um because that sucks when that happens man now, he became the oldest fighter in the UFC to win for the first time, a title for the first time, and the second oldest behind Randy Couture. Yep. Um, now, I don't want to like be like rain on his parade, but I think he's going to be a one-and-done champ. Okay, dude, I had the exact same note. I, I think, I think so. it's over. I, I like. I hate that. Like, it sucks. I hate to say that. Like, it Enjoy sucks. this, dude, yeah. is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, telling you right now, dude. Like, Yuri record is... everything so you can watch this shit yeah. with your kids. But I don't know, man. But, like, yo. I didn't think he was going to win this fight, so maybe he's going to prove me wrong. Um, I think Yuri, who uh, is number two right now, he's going to move up. Pro, yeah, what's that guy's name? Pro Yuri Prohoshka. Yeah, something. Dude, I think he he's mauls got that him. mad, crazy fucking. Dude, he's so so hairy, sick, right? bro. And so, so like, yeah, like he should be like a character in like Street Fighter. Yeah, he's like a Viking, basically. Yeah, but yeah, no, but like Yuri um, is that the next play for sure? Is that yeah, what's going 100%. on? And then uh, the not and then uh, but the thing with Yuri is that he was offered a UFC contract like five years ago. And he said, no, he said, I need to make sure that I'm ready to go so that when I get to the UFC, I'm basically think I can contend for the belt. And it, he's shown it because he's absolutely ran through the light heavyweight division on his way to the top. And so I, I think he's going to take the belt from Glover. It sucks, but I think it is what it is. He uh, he's won six straight fights, I believe now. Yeah, let me just pull it up right here. Yeah, he had a decision loss to Corey Anderson in July 2018, and I think he's won since then. And you got to give shout out to Corey. Corey's like probably a top top three light heavyweight in the world. So there's no real shame in, in losing that decision. Yeah, it was beat, close. I know uh, Santos, he beat, uh, beat Krilov, Anthony is, Smith. He beat Ozdemir. He's beat a bunch of really good guys, man. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, 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 that's like movie, uh, Hollywood movie type shit, man. Yeah, real 100%. talk, you know what I mean? It's like the year of the old guys, like Brady, Glover. Yep. Uh, who else here? Um, I don't know. Uh, 
Even I guess Aaron's old Aaron Aaron COVID Rogers. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> so, okay, so quickly to talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. He, I think he's a fucking idiot. He lied about the status. Yeah, he straight up lied. He's a fucking idiot. And they pulled up the video, the interview. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm immunized." Yeah. Didn't say he was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you watch Seinfeld? Do you know who Tor Ekman is? No. Okay. For anyone Break who watches Seinfeld, this guy's a Tor Ekman. He's like the holistic guy. George had to go to the hospital because he went to see this guy first. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, Natural path. Total Tor Ekman over here. Fucking idiot. Uh, and like here, okay, here's another thing. Coincidence that all these guys are with the Halloween parties. Now everyone has COVID. Your Giants, everyone has COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, shocker. Yeah, no shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man. <clears throat> kind of sucks. Do you but... think the league... Do you think he gets in trouble with the league? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think He's on make... that Evander Kane bullshit. You know who Evander Kane is? Yeah. The hockey player? Yeah. He lied about his shit too. Yeah. That guy's been lying about He's in a whole heap of other shit. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> we haven't even talked about the Blackhawks. Shout out Evander Kane. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the league's going to really come down hard on him. And oh, fuck yeah. To be really honest with you, man, like, it could fuck the Packers season. If he's out for like three, four weeks... Yo, he's been walking around with no mask on, doing all these interviews. All like, the pressers, not following yeah, protocol, bro. like just a slap in the face to the league. So, but as a league, are you just taking these guys' words? Like, how how does a league not like follow uh, up on records? Yeah, we have a vaccine. We all have a vaccine passport. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. So does the league not look at that, or they're just taking the word and saying, yeah, "Oh, know. he is." I don't know, but you fucked up the Chiefs game this Sunday. Thanks, bro. Yep. Super looking forward to that game, man. Now it's like Jordan Love against Pat Mahomes. I guess <clears throat> Pat Mahomes is kind of playing like Jordan Love anyway. So I was gonna say you finally this. get to see at least if uh, God damn if Jordan Love can actually play. But still, I, this could fuck the Packers, not their season, but like their uh, this could fuck their uh, chance to get the one seed, which is a big deal, man. Because the see NFC how, is stacked right now, bro. See stacked. how uh, see how bad he he has the symptoms. Because yeah. like if he was vaccinated, he would probably he'd be fine. Like Saquon's vaccinated, he might be able to play. Yeah. Um, and like no symptoms and whatever, right? That's the whole reason why you get it. So maybe, I mean, hopefully he doesn't have a bad bout of it yeah. of COVID. You know what I'm saying? And and whatever. And like Cam never looked the same after COVID. Nope. You know, he just don't wish that's not him. Even though he's in my division, and I kind of wouldn't mind, but whatever. Mm. Anyways, I mean, but I, yeah, I know he. Uh, and like, I, and I was thinking that too. I'm like, oh, yo, everyone went to a Halloween party, and now you see all these COVID, COVID positives. Gonna happen, man. You know, yeah, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I just want to finish up on fights, just because we got a, we touched on it, but we got another big card coming up this weekend. I fucking love this whole back to back thing, dude. Yeah, pretty dope. Fired me up. I didn't realize it, and then I texted you on Friday. I'm like, yo, there's back to back fucking fight cards. Like, pumped. Um, obviously, there's kind of three fights on the card that we actually give a shit about. Uh, first one is Gaethje Chandler. How do you see it going? Well, Gaethje is one of my favorite fighters, so I'm a ride with him. I think uh, I think it's going to be a decision, bro. Really? Yeah. I think I would bet like a good amount of money that it's not going to be a decision either way. Yeah, I'm just going to go off the off the rails here. I'm just I think I'm just thinking something different's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be like a yeah, I must say Gaethje's decision. Yeah, I have the exact opposite opinion. I think it's like both these guys are super explosive. Both have knockout power. Both hit and get hit. So, oh, I know. Yeah, so yeah. I think this is a total coin toss, and it's just whoever like whoever lands the shot. I, I for some reason like I've bet against Chandler a bunch of times, and every time I've been proven wrong. So I'm, I'm a ride with Chandler, but like 
I have no faith in it, man. It could go either way very easily. Yeah, that's the beauty of this. Um, so Gaethje is fourth all time in strike liner per minute. Um, his leg kicks are just fucking just legendary. Mm-hmm. So you know that's going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. But like, like I always kind of slough off Chandler and he's proven me wrong like you yeah. said right you know what I mean so guy's tough as fuck bro dude he's so, a machine yeah this very well could be the fight of the night yeah oh very easily you know um, yeah I'm, I'm banking on this being probably the most exciting fight I think man I think so too and uh, like I said Gacy's just one of my favorites so yeah um, yeah it's gonna be fucking great man uh, next fight Rose versus Weili Zhang I think this is really similar in the sense that, like, for me, this is a coin toss. I think this is, could go either way. I'm a ride with Rose. I'm always going to ride with Rose. I fucking love Again, Rose. I love Rose, too. I love yeah. Rose. How can you not? Thug Rose. Yeah, she's fucking adorable. Um, but it, Weili Zhang's such a monster. And, like, let's be honest. Like, Rose obviously clearly knocked her out. But, like, you get caught sometimes. Like, shit happens. You're doing professional cage fighting. Like, everybody can get caught. I hated how she was, like, uh, afterwards... Saying she wasn't knocked out. It was yeah, it didn't stoppage. happen. Early like, stoppage. Yo, yeah, shut up. It, it, it was justified. You got head kicked. Just <clears throat> yeah, it totally it was justified. So, um, Rose has five finishes. That's first all time among uh, the women in her division. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think. This this is I think I don't think it's this as quick. No, I think this is a, a four or five round slug. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a fucking be war that too. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think fatigue, just, you know how when you're so, sometimes you get knocked out because you're just so fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I think it may, might be one of those for Whaley. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah, I think Rose just has a bit more in the tank endurance-wise yep. and, and wins it that way, TKO. And I think part of this is Whaley's obviously like got head kicked, lost her belt, kind of, bit of made a bit of an ass of herself afterwards. So like she's going to be, I think, a little cautious going into the first round, first two rounds even. Um, and like you said, I agree that I think Rose is better cardio. So I, I'm talking myself into this, but it's still a coin flip, man. Like I think Rose pulls it out late, but like it's gonna be a war. Uh, Whaley allowed back in China if she loses this fight, man. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> might not you lose twice, back bro. In, never back in. Like, yeah. Nah, nah, we don't fuck with you no more. No shit. Um, main event, fucking pump for this. Colby versus Usman. I fucking love. I love Colby fights because there is no other fighter on the UFC roster. Apart from maybe Connor, who like genuinely generates hate like from his opponents, shit. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People hate. Yeah, Colby. that's his shtick, right? That he knows, yeah. right? He till leans and do it, dude. I sure, fucking right? love it. I think it makes fights so so he interesting. Be, uh, he should be a WWE guy after this. He's talked about it. He for sure should be. And like at real talk, he's gonna lose this, and so he might be WWE sooner than we all. Yeah, think. I think Usman. I think he gets it done probably third or fourth, <clears throat> probably fourth, because Colby's got a crazy gas tank, man. Oh, he's 100%. a hundred percent. Like. So, Usman, 14-fight win streak. That's second all-time. Uh, and Kobe's 61 takedowns. That's tied for second in the welterweight all-time. Mm-hmm. So, how's Usman's takedown defense going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a decided advantage, I think, in the strikes. Yeah, he does. But, like, like yeah, the key to Kobe's game is the gas tank. And mm-hmm. like, even though the last... Like, he was almost one, like, their last fight, he was so, like, tired and got knocked out. It was out. Like, the same He thing. was almost like that. Like It was four rounds, surprised back, to see forth, back, forth, and he just His tank, um, like, get emptied. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever seen that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, he's definitely got that motor in that tank. 
But I think Usman's got this. I think just like the last fight, because a lot of times when you have like two guys who are really good at wrestling, they just don't wrestle because it kind of cancels each other out. Right. And that's what happened the first fight. And I think it's going to be the exact same thing. But like you said, Usman has an advantage on on the feet. And I think he's grown. Obviously, he knocked the fuck out of Jorge Masvidal with a full camp. Like, that's so impressive, man. Like, clean knocked his ass out. So, like, I think Kamaru just first two rounds really close. I think he pulls away in the third, finishes him either late fourth, early fifth. But I think it's going to be a sick fight. I think Kobe puts the mad pressure on him pace-wise. You think so? The beginning, yeah. I think, I think he really pushes the pace. Um, but, yeah, I think Usman TKO late. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm fucking stacked for this card, man. It's yeah, it's sick. pretty dope. And then we got the Canelo fight, too. Yes, that's the other thing. So it's pretty uh, pretty dope um, fight weekend. That's what, for sure. What are the odds for Canelo's fight, you know? I'm not sure, bro. Because he's fighting Caleb Plant, right? Yeah, Caleb Plant, yeah. Odds versus Plant. Because Caleb Plant's a motherfucker. What's uh, Javante Davis' um, opponent? Fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Had to pull out because he didn't... Accused of sexual assault. Really? Like, you, yo, doesn't look good for Buddy. Dude, can guess the odds for... Guess how much of a favorite Canelo is. Plus 500? Bro, Canelo is a minus 1,100 Oh, sorry, favorite. minus 1,100? 1,100. Kill Plant is a plus 675. That's fucking disrespectful, dude. Like, Caleb Plant's a... Like, Caleb's legit. gonna get knocked out. <laughs> Have you seen what Canelo looks like? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, as much as I'm like... Yo, what's going to happen? He's going to get knocked out. It's just a matter of how oh, fast. He's, uh, Canelo, the fucking... I don't think I've ever seen him look look this good. And I think I said the, his last fight. But... And it seems like Canelo really does not like him, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, there's going to be some bad attention. I think Canelo does lock him out, though. But I, th- I think it's going to be super entertaining. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I mean, I, this is... Apart from heavyweight, obviously, like, Canelo's my favorite boxer to watch. He's so fucking good, man. He's just the only guy who has, like, legit knockout power as well as the, like, technical prowess. You know what I mean? He's just a complete package all the way around. And then fun thing about him is, like, he's not, like, a lot of smaller guys kind of point box where it's it's a lot of defense, racking up points, winning rounds. Canelo's hunting for KOs. <coughs> Canelo is trying to finish the fight, and it's sick to watch, man. Yeah, it's... uh doesn't seem to be much competition for this guy, though. No, not at all. You know what I mean? But whatever. I'm here for every Canelo fight, though. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk a little bit of NFL? Yeah. And my new uh, favorite player, the MVP of the week, my boy Cooper Rush. Let's fucking go. Let's go, Cowboys. I don't know if I want to start with it or end with no, it. No, we're starting because, with this uh, shit, bro. All right. Put the kids away because there's going to be some fucking F-bombs flying Okay, go here. off, bro. <clears throat> How are you going to get mauled by a backup? So, first of all... I no longer will refer to my team as the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. They are now known as the Mediocre Vikings. Very fitting. Uh, and the name could be getting worse as we go on. But uh, so this is this is a classic Vikings game. We'll play every single team within one score. The good Arizona seven and one. We'll play them one score. Cincinnati five and two. We'll play them one score. Oh, but also Detroit Lions will play you one score. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers play you one score overtime. We did the overtime walk-off. I've never seen a team play to the level of their opponents up or down like you guys do. Every team, one score. So, 
like you said, decided to sit back, which I was surprised. I saw his warm up, but he looked ready to go. And even like on Monday, they're like he's good to go for the next game. But whatever, I don't blame him for sitting for uh, sitting him with everything going on with his ankle. And yeah, you guys are not. Super Bowl favorites. Protect your boy for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. So, <sighs> Warren Sharp tweets out second highest paid quarterback in the NFL against the 60th highest paid quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, dope, this is going to go really good. Uh, Cooper Rush, for everyone that doesn't know, drafted in 2017, has only thrown three passes in the NFL, completed one of them. Okay? So, uh, this is a fuck-up on so many levels here. Uh, the coaches, the quarterback... Um, the whole philosophy, like, so we had a situation in the game. So Vikings lead for 59 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> and fucking lose. Mm-hmm. Love that, bro. Uh, we had a situation at the end of the first half where 20 or so seconds ran off the clock and nobody's calling a timeout. I'm yelling at the TV, call a timeout. They asked Kirk Cousins after the game, yo, why didn't you call a timeout? And he's like, oh, I just let Zim handle the timeouts. Because like, I guess the coaches do handle the timeouts. Yeah. Okay, they do. He's like, I never know what the coaches are thinking, so I let them handle it. Okay, fine. You make fucking $40 million. Everyone in the goddamn world knows to call a fucking timeout. Call the fucking timeout. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is his passive fucking bullshit. His, that mentality... It carries over to his play, and I'll explain it in a little bit here. Um, we have the play coming out of halftime with Dallas. Uh, it was 10-3 Vikings at the half. I think it was, Yeah, 10-3 Vikings at the half. I didn't watch the game, so I have no idea. Um, Dallas comes out. Boom. Hit Cedric Wilson on that 73-yarder. Made Harrison Smith look like a fucking high school player twisting him in and out. That's that's how I would look on the NFL field if I was trying to tackle a fucking <laughs> receiver. That's how I would look. Um, fucking brutal. This guy's a pro bowler too. Um, so we, we only answer with a field goal later. Um, very pedestrian, vanilla play calling. Yep. You know? They, they've they started multiple games with a touchdown on the first drive like they did this game. Mm-hmm. But it's all fucking false hope, right? And mm-hmm. this, that's like they, it's downhill from there. Um, they disappear for long stretches. They had three, th- three straight three and outs in the second half. And I don't, I don't fucking get it. We have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Like, we have Dalvin Cook. You guys have weapons on offense, And this man. motherfucker is throwing to goddamn fullback C.J. Ham. You know, how the fuck do you target C.J. Ham more than Justin fucking Jefferson, bro? Mm-hmm. And the average pass from Cousin traveled uh, four and a half yards from line of scrimmage. Cooper Rush doubled that. We have third and ten motherfuckers throwing six yards. Mm-hmm. We have fucking third and four. You're throwing two yards to the fucking fullback. Um, we had one or 13 on third downs. 
The only conversion coming on the opening drive, which we scored a touchdown. This is the thing that, like, I've always said, and it's, like, the reason I've always, obviously, you're a fan, so I'm going to Jones, Kirk Cousins either way, but not understanding situational football and where you are at in the game and understanding what you need to accomplish on each play based on the situation. He just seems like he's unable to process what's going on. He's either just clueless or just refuses to actually he's just to put in the time to actually learn. He's not aggressive at all. He's just like so and like you just not calling the timeout. That's your personality it's just spilling on the football field. But this is both Kirk Cousin mm-hmm. and Zimmer. Oh, it's like not even Zimmer, it's it's uh Clint Kubiak. And I'll get to him in a second. So after the first the first drive, Cousins had eight third down throws. Didn't pass beyond the sticks one time. Not mm-hmm. once, man. Like, what the fuck? You missed, Jeff- you missed Jefferson in the early going on a double move on Trayvon. Um, former Cowboy Xavier Woods had a great game on our defense. He was about the only one. Um, on that last drive of the Cowboys. Yeah. You had that fucking... You had that Amari Cooper catch where Brashad Breeland hits him right in the fucking chest, bro. Mm-hmm. Hits him in the chest, hits him in the hand. Right to Cooper. Mm-hmm. Right? Should have been a pick. The target separation was only 0.7 yards, bro. You still brought it down. Probability completion was 35%. Motherfucking grabs it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Cooper Rush, on yards 20 plus, or throws 20 plus yards... He was three of seven, buck thirty-five, touchdown on the pick. He did, he played really well. He did. Uh, back to Brashad Breeland. You are giving up a passer rating of over one hundred and fifteen on the season. Worst PFF rate since his rookie year. I don't know why this guy's playing. I really don't. I know Patrick Peterson's out. He's no better. Um, we lost Daniel Hunter, who's just been fucking rock solid, like 35 sacks in the last 39 games. Mm-hmm. Youngest ever to 50 sacks in the NFL. He's gone for the year. Um, you had that fucking play with Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, it was third and third and 15, okay? Mm-hmm. Fucking, we call two timeouts back-to-back, which you cannot do. Now, the official rule in the NFL is... If you call for a time, second timeout, the refs are told to ignore the call. Just ignore it, right? Okay. If you do blow the whistle, though, this is stupid. It's a five-yard penalty for delay a game and loss of another timeout, right? So third and 16 became third and 11, yeah. okay? Cooper Rush hits Ezekiel Elliott. And he fucking slips right through Anthony Barr. Like he multiple tackles should have had this guy. Okay. His first down probability on that run was three percent. Really? Motherfucker got a first down. That's a the these like advanced stats and metrics they're coming up yeah, right now are crazy. Yeah. Um and then I'm not sure or not. I didn't rewatch it on the Cooper touchdown. I think Cooper Rush audible to that. I think it was supposed to be a run play and he audibled. I think. I'm not sure. Um, that's a ballsy thing, man. Yeah. Game so, winning, like drive on the line. Like there's a lot you haven't played at all. You've only got three starts and you're audibling a call at the line. Like, I think, I think, I think balls it on that, I man. could be wrong here, but, um, FAM, sorry, but I think it was. So on the two call out timeouts on Zimmer said, he's like, I screwed up. I forgot. I called that one. 
Like, bro, you've been our coach for eight years, okay? We've made the playoff four times. Now, I don't know if it's because he only has one good eye. He can only see half the shit on the <laughs> fucking field. Maybe that's his problem, bro. Um. So, okay, and here's the thing. Vikings get the field goal to go 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. I tweet out my exact fucking tweet. I fully expect to lose this game. Being a Vikings fan is hard. Mm-hmm. And this is with just under three minutes left. They just got a field goal. 16-13. Yeah, of course. Is where it is. Sure enough, I fucking lost, right? I'm, curi- so, I'm curious because you, you had said that you're going to get to the general manager. You're obviously like a lot more balls deep into the Vikings than I am. What has he done wrong? I don't even know it's the GM. I, I, I think Spielman's pretty dope. Um, oh, sorry. I thought you meant so we're talking about the GM had fucked up a bunch. The GM is Spielman. The coach is uh, okay. But I think the GM... Yeah, look at all the players he's gotten drafted. Like, they got the weapons. That's They're what I was curious using. about. I'm like, I see talent. So, uh, our offensive coordinator, we fucking got rid of his dad who ran the team. And he, he like, I want someone innovative, you know? Like, you're playing, like, an antiquated offense. It's fucking brutal. Today's NFL is, like, we got motions. We have misdirection like i want creativity and like we have the players to do it too mm-hmm. you can't tell me that we don't if we didn't have the players sure like we don't play that kind of ball but fuck we got the weapons man big time you know um so who do you want someone out of we're college? tied in the league in sacks coming in this game we're uh top three third down uh defense you wouldn't know it cooper rush ripped us apart but like you know i think we were um 12th md like we're good enough to be uh, a contender. We've all of our losses are combined. Uh, what was it like? Uh, fuck, I can't remember. Four losses combined. I think it was like fifteen points or less than super that, close. Maybe. Yeah, some, maybe even less than that. So I don't know, man. Um, we fired a coach midseason before twenty ten. Brad Childress. You think it's time for the for it again? Yeah, it's time for a change. I'm, they're not going to do it, and we got it like a tough fucking goal coming up. We got. We got Baltimore. I know we got Green Bay. Like we have a tough go. We have Chargers. Um. But, like, you don't fire him now. Like it, I, I think it comes later. I really do. Yep, I think so too. Um, I feel bad for the Will family, the owners. Um. I don't. You know. It's it. They have. They can have influence if they want, and then they've seen this mediocrity for the last. Eight years through Mike Zimmer. Mediocre Vikings, bro. That's what I mean. Like, I I don't know. I've been sick for a long time. Obviously, you're tied into that Kirk contract. But if you can, you were saying, uh, like we, we talked the other day, I you can get rid of him next year. Until 2023. Oh, shit. It's so, in. Um, Warren Sharp tweeted out, too, Cousins thrown eight of his 23 attempts behind the line of scrimmage. But when he threw past 10 yards, he was four or five hundred yards and a touchdown. He's like, not sure what the Vikings are doing. Yeah, me neither, bro. Yeah, no shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dalvin, 18 carries for 78 yards. And everyone wants to bash Cousins in prime time, and his record is pretty brutal. Dude, it's terrible. Um, 26 games, 70% completion rating, almost 8,000 yards, 48 touchdowns, 20 picks, 100, 100 passer rating. Um, 
and like here's the thing. Like I talked about us losing close games before. In three consecutive games, we had the lead with under three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And in three consecutive games, our defense has allowed the either the go ahead or the game tying touchdown. While also allowing successful two point conversions on two of the three or two of those drives. So that's, that's awesome. Vikings. That's your Vikings for you. I want to talk get you off this train. Uh can I let me just finish up here. Yeah. Um I'm upset at my cousin. Let me tell you why. This ties back to my cousin. So when I was a kid, motherfucker gave me a Vikings jersey. I was like, oh, this is my team. Yeah. Motherfucker should have given me a better jersey, bro. <laughs> like you couldn't give me a fucking jersey to a winning team, bro? No shit. Give me a Patriots, Steelers, San Francisco jersey, man. Come on, But he misery loves company. He, he gave it to you knowing full well that he wouldn't be alone and hating his fucking team. So... Do you guys call? You get on the phone and cry after games? This is rock bottom for me. I should be on intervention. <laughs> I really should. This is rock bottom for me. I feel like a crackhead on the streets, man. Just lost, nigga. Just get a secondary team, bro. So what's the definition of insanity? Uh, watching the same shit over and over and expecting different results? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting bro. different results. Is this not it, man? I've said for a long time, man. Like I genuinely believe that if you're not in the playoff bubble, you should be rebuilding. Or on your way, like, I feel obviously if you just started rebuilding, obviously it's a bit of a process, takes, you know, three, four seasons. But if you are not in that bubble, if you're not a top 10 team in the NFL, you should be looking at cleaning house. And I firmly believe that. So my girl obviously sees me distraught. She asked me how I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly what you want to hear. This is, this, is, this is how I answer. Pretty much how I felt, bro. No, no shit. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a beautiful end of the season here. Another guy who felt like that, Mike White. Bro. Absolutely on fire. Pretty crazy. Uh, talk about a debut. Dude, so Mike White never had started, threw for over 400 yards and three TDs. I think the best part of this, did you see that uh, that bet that that guy made? What's that? No, so I didn't see it. Mike White, it was on his game check for the day was $50,000, right? Okay. Super, super low. There was a guy, and this guy is a fucking maniac. I don't know why or what possessed him to, but he dropped, I think it was either like 100, it was either 100 bucks or 1,000 bucks. I don't remember. Uh, he dropped that much money on a bet for Mike White to have the most po uh, passing yards of any QB for the week. Ah, that's fucking awesome. He won three times Mike White's game check. Oh, he won $150,000 while Mike White earned 50K. That's fucking hilarious, man. But like that just puts in perspective, like this was probably one of the best debuts of any quarterback ever. Yeah, it was good. And here's a, like the Jets put him in position to succeed. Like, yep. And I'll explain why. Like, 80% of this guy's passes only went like four yards. So it was, you want to call it dink and dunk, he put it up 400 yards. But yeah, I think it was like four yards on 80% of his passes. So it was like not super complicated, but going 37 to 45. That's what you got to do. You set the most completions in the player's first start and you're joining only Cam Newton to throw for more than 400 yards in their first start. Uh, 
classic letdown game from the Bengals. They beat the yep. Ravens the week prior. You have, I think, the Browns coming up. Totally overlooking the Jets. And you had they had the lead 31-20 in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I got a question for you. I think teams with a double-digit lead with five minutes to go were 59-0. and 0. Something so like that. super. It's a, I don't uh, know the done. exact stat, but super high percentage. Yeah, not done. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So Mike White is starting next week against the Colts because Zach Wilson's still out. Yeah, he's out about a month. He's slated, I think, to come back for the Bills game, if I remember correctly, or has it been pushed? I don't know. All I heard was a month. Okay. So and that may be shorter, longer. Depends how he heals, I guess, or whatever, right? Okay, but either way, Mike White's for sure playing the Colts. What if he wins at the Colts? And let's just say that he it, say Zach Wilson comes back in time for the Bills. So Mike White wins against the Bengals, who are legit. The Colts, who are underperforming, like we were talking last week, they're a good team. They've just had a bad go of it this season. Um, so Mike White beats the Bengals. What if he beats the Colts? And then Zach Wilson comes back, gets fucking demolished by the Bills, and then loses to the Dolphins. Make a real case for Mike White to be put back in as starter. This is Zach Wilson's team. There's not even an argument if here. If Zach Wilson comes back and gets fucking shit stomped and demolished, dude, I genuinely think that like Jets fans have dealt with like you think you've dealt with shit. Jets fans have dealt with so much more shit that I could see for sure Jets fans screaming for Mike White to come in. Yeah, but Jets fans don't run the team though. So just saying, it could be yeah, a little quarterback controversy coming up. I don't think so. Um, and regardless, say even if White finishes the season. This is still going to be Zach Wilson's uh, team. Um, I don't think there's any shame if Mike White is playing that good. You'd leave him in. Like many many players have lost their job to injury. This is the NFL, so that's the way this shit works. If you lose your job to injury and the next guy steps up and performs, well, bro, is that's it is. how it is. That's you got to take saying, the seat. Dude. So you know if that's how it's going to be, that's how it's going to be. Um, Cincinnati was favored by eleven and a half. So the loss was the second biggest loss in the last 40 years. Really? So, yeah. That's Big, Huge upset. Um, the locker room, hella lit. You guys saw Mike White get the game ball after. Fuck um, yeah, dude. So they scored more points, 34. It was 34-31. Then they did their first 15 quarters of the season. <laughs> he threw for 22 first downs, the most by any Jets since 1999. That's so wild. Um, so yeah, he balled out. Congratulations to him. And... Like like I said, it was smart football, um, and yeah, we'll see how see how it goes. It's tomorrow night with the Colts, right? So the Thursday night game. Right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. So we'll see how he does uh, next game. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, he's having the best week ever. You know, it's funny because if you look at the Jets, like who they've played, they've only beaten. Like they beat the Titans and, and these guys, the right? Bengals, the yeah. two best teams that they've played. They've beaten Titans. Didn't have both the receivers. Oh, that's true, but still. But no, yeah, I'm not taking it away from him. yo. Like this just tells you, like it's hard in the NFL to win. Big man. time, bro. It's uh, on on any given Sunday. That's why they say that shit. Like you could get your ass handed to you. So this is um, that's part of like that exact thing you just said. That exact statement. When people talk about oh, like Alabama could beat the Texans or Alabama could beat the Jets. No, no, they couldn't. No, they would that's get not shit stomped. Like NFL teams are so fucking good at what they do even the worst teams would absolutely roll any college program yeah that's not happening no but yeah um talk about shit show 
the Browns uh, Browns game was a shit show for for Cleveland. Yeah, dude, I, I I touched on it last week, and I genuinely think that like Baker is in real trouble for losing his job. Like, he's a serviceable QB at best. I think he's a Kirk Cousins ceiling, and and to be honest, with you, I think Kirk has a has a better arm and makes smarter decisions, which is saying a lot. And if Cleveland continues to slide the way they are, I think they keep him on for next season. I think they franchise tag him and they play it out. But if they slide this season and they're able to to get a decent draft pick, there's a real case for drafting a QB. Oh, yeah, I got no defense of... Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> As I say, I have no defense. I'm going to defend him for a little bit here. Yeah, go for Just it. Just for it. Torrent Labrum, and he's dislocated the shoulder four times already this year. Should not have been playing this game. Should have rolled with Case Keenum. That's who they rolled with last week and yep. won. Uh, he should, A, should just not be playing. I know this is when the, I don't want to say ego, but this is like, you know, him trying to tough it out and you're clearly uh, doing disservice to your team. And your career potentially. Yeah, and here's like, I don't I don't know if you saw that huge hit at the end of the game there, out yep. of bounds. yep. So you're avoiding taking a hit on your bad shoulder, so you're just going to land on your throwing shoulder now? Like, this is not going to end up good here. Mm-hmm. Um, for for you to only put up 10 points, and, like, I, I don't want I want to give credit to Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't want to make it all on, like, Cleveland just threw it away, but um, they held the Browns to three, three of 10 on third downs. Mm-hmm. Running game, only 96 yards on 23 carries. Um, Which for Cleveland is absolutely terrible. For sure. Uh, you had that uh, that play where did you see the fake field goal from Boswell? The, the no, I missed that. So Pittsburgh runs a fake field goal. Boswell's got the ball. Oh yeah, I did. He's see got this. nowhere yeah, to go yeah, yeah. and gets lit the fuck. Yeah, I saw that. Up, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right. So he's out concussion. This is um, so funny. Here's a small thing though. They don't carry another kicker. He hits 93% of his kicks. Like, this guy's so important to the team, mm-hmm. and you're going to let him do this, bro? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, the punter can probably do a 20-yarder. Have you seen their punter? First of all, <laughs> this guy is a fucking tank. Guy's like 270. He's a big I've boy. never seen a fucking punter <laughs> like this, He's a big bro. boy, man. Like, uh, but apparently he cannot kick. Now, I didn't know this, so it's like, this is going to be real. Obviously... Never played football. Watch a lot of it. I would think, okay, a lot of this kicking going on in practice. The punters probably banging out a few field goals. It doesn't it's work totally like that. Totally different. Some couple of guys can, but so they they asked Roethlisberger about this because um, later on in the game they they end up going for the touchdown, not a field goal, because the buddy's they can't not dead, right? Uh, Roethlisberger said he's the backup holder, and. Since I think it's Presley Harvin's the punter's name. Okay. Since he's never kicked field goals, the team was worried that he, they were gonna fucking kick Ben's fingers. So they're like, "We're not even gonna do this, bro." <laughs> so, um, I know I'm I'm always hard on Ben Roethlisberger, uh, so rightfully funny. so. But he he played he played good, and like you want to talk about owning owning Cleveland. He's twenty four three and one in starts against the Browns, including twelve two and one in Cleveland. Yeah, that's fucked. Like, talk about owning a fucking team. Oh, big time. So, uh, Steelers are the only team with a winning record and negative net points. Yeah. So. They're they're worse than their record shows. But their defense is stacked. Like, Mike Tomlin is always going to have that defense buttoned up. Um, you see all these, like, USC rumors from Mike Tomlin? 
Oh, he shut that down. Oh, big time. As he should, as he should, man. Mike Tomlin. Does Andy Reid get asked these questions? Yeah. Like, like, exactly, bro. Mike Tomlin is one of the elite coaches in the NFL, and he's not looked at that way because we glorify offensive coaches, but he is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He doesn't get enough credit. Pittsburgh's only had three coaches in the last, like, 50-something years. Mm, There's a reason. I mean, like, the uh, the definition of uh, consistency. 100%. there's a couple big moves that happened. Uh, Rams picked up Vaughn Miller. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, you know how it's like. Sometimes it feels like teams aren't playing fair. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, how do the Bucks have all this money to bring everyone back? It's like they fuck with a different bank, like the Kansas yeah, City Chiefs. Hundred percent. You guys are using different money, and like, so the Rams are like. How many draft picks you got left to give away, bro? Like Dude, they just keep pulling them out of their ass. It's crazy. I think they only have like four picks next year. Do they have? They don't give no a fuck picks though. For and the last I, I five yo, years. low key, I love that. Like, so uh, do I do. I'm saying as it. a fan base, you got to be like, like I think Leonard Floyd said today, we're seven and one, and when the the organization is still doing these kind of moves, it makes you as a player just want to play. But you see better. the videos of them running up and down the hallways. We got Von Miller. Like, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, no. Like, but the, I I even said it earlier. Like, be fucking aggressive. The Rams are obviously recently moved to L.A. The new stadium. You're seven one. Fuck, go all in. One hundred percent, go all in. And like, real, let's not get it twisted. This doesn't work out. Sean McVay's like, oh. peace. I'm out of here. Somebody else's problem. <laughs> That's how it's gonna go. This is how NFL teams do it. I'm not like this. I I promise you, this is how it goes. I don't think so. As soon so. as they get bad and got nothing left in the cupboard, bro. I don't think so. I, I, later, I think, I'm off to play. I'm off to whatever prestigious jobs out there. Because I, I think Sean McVay has had such a. He was obviously crucial in bringing Matt Stafford in. I think a lot of this is Sean McVay making calls on personnel. So I don't think he can leave. Uh, for all you about the for all you were thinking about that trade, uh, the golf Stafford, yeah. Stafford already has as much touchdown passes as Goff did last year. We're in week eight. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know what I mean? So kind of worked out well for them. But also talking about going aggressive and staying in that same division, Arizona picked up Zach Ertz. Yeah, Kyler's hurt, though. Remember we, I remember saying last week, like, yo, uh, kind of worried about Kyler getting hurt. Sprained oh, I mean, ankle. Really? So I heard one to three weeks. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. I know he's hurt, though. Okay, yo, Aaron Rodgers is out right now. The Bucs have been a little bit iffy, like – don't Yo, the Bucks rush. lost against the Saints there. Did you see that? Yeah, game? I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't rush back Kyler. Like, obviously, you want the one seed, but it's not worth rushing Kyler back to get it, to p- potentially get it. Like, let Kyler heal. You'll still make the playoffs. Go in as a wild card seed. It is what it is. Don't rush fucking Kyler back. Because you have a chance, a really good chance to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think it's that serious. So um, I hope not. I fucking love Kyler. But yeah, I did see that um, that he is injured though, for sure. Uh, speaking of injuries, Derrick Henry is done for the season. Now we're gonna actually see uh, how good Ryan Tannehill is. I guess it's brutal because like this was the se- the season that Derrick Henry was having. This was his chance to really stamp his name in the record books as one of the greatest running backs of all time. And just like because there's arguments for certain guys, but when you look at guys from 50 years ago. You're only talking about numbers. You're talking about yards per yards per season. Um, what are their top yards per season? How many Super Bowls do they have? And this was Derrick Henry's chance to really like stamp, put his mark in the record books for sure. And uh, it fucking got swept out from underneath him, and it sucks so fucking much. Man. He's only missed one game in his in his career. It's crazy. But like, here's the thing: you think they overused him much? Yeah, dude. He's had 28 carries in six out of eight games. 
His 219 carries are 82 more than any other running back in the NFL. It's ridiculous how much they use. And the most in uh, by a running back through the team's first eight games. So it's a Jones fracture, and it's roughly eight weeks. Could be six weeks. But, like, I'll tell you right now, I hate feet injuries for football players or basketball players. It's just oh, does never – it's not going to be right, bro. Especially with a running back, you are driving with your feet, with your ankles, with your legs, every single play, play after play. And Derrick Henry isn't like a shifty back. He is a power back. And so, like, he needs to be able to plant and move and push. And so it it just sucks. Oh, yeah, it's shitty. Um, and now, like, Julio, obviously, he's always injured. He's out. So, like like I said, we're going to see how good uh, Tiny Hill is now. Yep. A um, couple of random things. What do you think about the whole OBJ drama? <laughs> I think the video by his dad coming out was – Dude, one, it made me realize, like, holy shit, like, Baker OBJ's missed him good. so OBJ's, many times. OBJ's still prime. Bro, Baker <clears> missed <throat> him so many times, oh, throwing yeah, it into the crazy. back of defenders. Unreal, like, bro. It's, bad, it's bro. fucking, like, he's wide open. Like, And, like, yo, uh, we played the Browns, watched the game. OBJ torched us over and over again. Uh, now, I will say inexcusable drop this week by him. Yeah, and it was bad. He, he, Cleveland had six drops. Uh, Jarvis, that brutal drop on the end of the game there. Um, but getting back to OBJ here. First of all, how's his dad so tech savvy? That's what Dude, I want to know. No, OBJ, OBJ just, senior, bro. You got mad computer skills, bro. No, nah, you bro. got the highlight. You're highlighting the players and shit. Like I know he ain't doing it, bro. But, OBJ did it himself. But like, <laughs> and was like, dad. Yeah, this. real talk. Uh, so yeah, it's basically. The plays from, for those that know, the from week three to six, a lot of plays from the Vikings and the Bears game. And it's crazy how how wide open he is. And we all know that um, they don't have chemistry. We've seen it last year mm-hmm. after OBJ got injured. Baker was the second highest rated quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Um, his first season in Cleveland, 74 catches for just over 1,000 yards. Looked promising, four touchdowns. We had the torn ACL carried over this year he's caught just 17 of 34 targets for 232 232 yards and no touchdowns uh only one reception for six yards this past sunday um and yeah we can just see it on the field there is absolutely no chemistry here yeah there's they're not in sync whatsoever now today at practice kevin stefanski comes out and says obj is not part of the team at this time he showed up for practice The team put him on the shoulder slash non-injury related personal matter and he was excused from practice. So he's under contract for two more years. No guaranteed money at, after this year. Okay. Now, everyone's thinking, yo, maybe... Move him. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gone. But here's the thing. I think it was... I can't fuck. Maybe Kevin Wiles was saying this. Um, but... They're not going to trade him to anyone in the AFC because it's going to come back to Burnham, mm-hmm. right? So obviously that meant there was nobody in the NFC. I thought maybe Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. I thought there might be something there, but um, like obviously not. He loves his guys, right? Um, and then, okay, it's like, okay, if you're not going to use him, release him. But they're not going to release him either because Baltimore or New England would pick, him, pick up. him up. The two teams that heartbeat. fucking need a receiver and that's in the AFC, it's going to come back to bite him. Now, this is this is the thing that fucking you dream about being a football player, right? 
you never think about this, how you're going to... I think they're just going to bury him on the injury list for the rest of the year. This okay. is how it's going to play out. And like like I said, you dream about being a football player. You never think about scenarios like this where you're going to be buried on the injury list. You dream list. about it and you bust your ass and you get wide open on almost every play and they so, still like... It's just fucked. It's, and so they asked Mayfield today about the video that uh, was released. They asked him if he was hurt. And he's like, hurt? No. Surprise, yes. He's like, I want Odell to succeed. Um, and obviously, there's no animosity. They don't, it's not like they don't like each other. It's nothing like that whatsoever. Um, but like I said, it just doesn't add up on the field. Um, now, OBJ, I know, hasn't apologized on behalf of his dad. Nope. And it's just going to make for awkward. It already is super awkward, you know? Um, they asked Baker if he would take the field with Beckham again. And he's like, I would take anything to have a winning team right now. I can put my ego and pride to the side and win because that's all I care about. So, saying the right things, OBJ, you're not going to see him on the Browns again this year. Unfortunately. So, uh, but yeah, like, like that video, fuck, OBJ still got it, bro. Yeah, man. You know, uh, and I'm a huge OBJ Neither fan. Neither so, I've talked a lot of shit about him. Uh, you know. But you, when, when it's like, when there's clear evidence in front of you, you can't argue it. No. No, like he was uh, open a lot. 28 years old, so he'll he'll land somewhere, but he's just had a rough go. The thing, though, is that, like, I, I kind of respect him for doing it. Because, like, yo, I'm busting my ass. I'm getting open on these plays. I'm doing my fucking job. I'm not going to let somebody else's inability to do their job fuck up my bag. I never want my family member poking in my fucking business as a sports athlete. I already have it hard enough with fans and everyone judging me. I don't need my fucking family poking their nose in and making it harder for me. Family members, shut the fuck up. This was coordinated, bro. You LeBron got, tweeted him out saying OBJ free him, uh, wide receiver number one. This wasn't like a him randomly doing it, though. No, I'm saying the dad needs to fucking stay out of the business. No, I'm saying this was coordinated, I think, with OBJ and his dad. Well, that's not proven, so we can't go there. Uh, I'm dude, for sure. There's um, no way his dad would be able to release that and have it still stepped. You know a bunch of Browns players liked the video? Yeah, I know. Uh, OBJ's dad liked a bunch of the comments, too, which is, like again, childish. Uh, it's like Pat Mahomes' brother being a little bitch ass too. Nah, see, I, I think family needs to stay out of it. I like this, bro. When your bag's getting fucked up and it's not your fault, if but it's my, not his bag. He gets eight million for sitting at home. His bag ain't getting fucked up. Yeah, but this is gonna. And it, he's off to the next contract. But this thing is even going into this. Apart before that, I watched that video. Me and you had both said that OBJ isn't what he used to be. After watching that video, we're like, yo, he's fucking open. He still got it. So like, if that video didn't get released, peop, the season would end. And people would still think OBJ's washed up. Now this is there's like real interest from teams. And I think he's protecting his future bag. And I think this is a coordinated plan with his pops to get him out of there. I like the move. Oh, no, we'll I think most of the time I agree with you. Families getting involved is fuck off. But I like this. Specifically because players don't get a long time in the league. And when your bag's getting fucked up and it's not your fault, do what you gotta do. Um, now, speaking of bags getting fucked up and it being someone's fault. Henry Ruggs? Yeah, dude. Like, I, I don't even want to make fun of it because it's just such a, a horrible situation. This guy has a bye week and he goes out and fucking kills somebody. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> the whole situation is just fucked, man. Like, he just threw away his entire career. So, he was only going 156 miles an hour. <sighs> yeah. So, the, so, not that fast. Dude, it, it's fucked. Like, this is one of those times where you just, you're a NFL athlete. Fucking Uber. 
What the fuck is even no, going through your head? No, the teams already like, have car services. What are you doing? It's not. You don't even need to Uber. You're, every team like, this is, is coordinated so with car services. Beyond inexcusable that it's just like, dude, you're you're a fucking idiot, man. Like for sure, it, it's just the uh, whole situation. You gotta pay sad. now that one mistake. Ugh. you're paying dearly for it. Uh, As you should. Let it be a lesson. You killed someone. You know someone, what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I said, going 156 miles an hour two seconds before the crash. Um, Killed a 23-year-old woman. Killed a dog in the car, too. Um, it happened at, like, 3.40 a.m. local time in Vegas. The judge even said it was the highest speed he could recall in his career. At the actual time of impact, it was 127 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, blood alcohol was more than twice the legal limit. Found a loaded gun in the car. He appeared in the... Um, in court in a wheelchair and a neck brace. Um, now I think was his bail was like 150000 So under Nevada law, it's like he's going to face the second most severe level of fel- felony in the state. If he's convicted, uh, the first charge carries a sentence from two to 20 years. Second charge carries from one to six years. So... I know for a fact that there have been prior NFL players that have killed someone in drinking and driving. I'm almost positive, And they came back in the league. Really? Yes. So, I think he has good lawyers. And I don't know what his priors are, if he has no priors. Could I see him being out of the league for a few years and coming back? Yeah, I can. That's, that's um, so fucked to me. Obviously, we have to wait to see if jail and the whole thing is different. But I'm saying, if he's got a clean prior, if he has clean priors, you're an NFL player, you kind of get more leniency. We know this. Um, You got good money to get the best lawyers to make the best deals. If you can avoid jail time, you will get civilly punished, obviously. NFL will probably suspend you for a really long time. But you being so young... If I had to guess right now, bro, we'll see him in the NFL again. Ra- the Raiders released him. Uh, they just have to, though, obviously. Uh, they released a statement saying, we love Henry Ruggs. We want him to know that. It's a terrible lapse in judgment of the most horrific kind. It is something he'll have to live with the rest of his life. The gravity of the situation is not lost on anyone here, and we understand and respect the loss of life. So, horrible all around. Um... Dude, let I, this be a lesson. Fuck, like the Oakland Raiders have had the worst off season, off the field season I have ever seen ever. The whole John Gruden thing, this like it's just been a fucking shit show. And yet they're fi- like fucking thank God the heat's off me now. <laughs> and yet they're five and two. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, dude, like it's it's and Ruggs was having his best year. He struggled coming in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he finally got it this year. Fuck, uh, I don't know, man. This is like. OBJ on the Raiders would be dope. Bro. It would be. Fuck. This, this is just one of those situations where, like, it's completely in, in fucking excusable at his part. There's there's zero reason. Zero reason. For sure. And it, it sucks because you're right, but he probably will be back in the NFL. The more I think about it, it, he shouldn't be. He should be in jail. He fucking killed someone, and it's completely his fault. And But it's just the way it works. The law is the law, buddy. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um... Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I got a huge fucking story, actually. Okay, break it down. 
I was gonna say I don't really want to end on that, but I don't got much else. I got a huge story. It's actually like pretty fucking huge, bro. Okay, break it down. Last week I teased about Alec Baldwin being in a gang and all this shit, yes, right? Yes, sir. Which is 100 percent true. Bro, shout out my boy. Allegedly, I, right? I went we, for him as Halloween, bro. Shout out my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So we got to throw in allegedly, allegedly. So, but this is actually real talk. World famous gangster gets gunned down in New York this weekend. Okay. You might even say infamous. Uh, Alpo Martinez. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, come on, man. Get familiar. Yeah, sorry, dude. Square I'm not ass. up on my street. street yeah, yeah, square ass white boy. No, yeah, sorry. But anyways, uh, you're a Midwest Vikings fan. Suck this my guy. Dick. You want to say one of the most legendary gangsters in the world for sure? Okay. Um, came up. So he came up in the '80s. Um, now his story is so crazy. Like he reached the highest of highs and also the lowest of lows, obviously coming with his death this, this past weekend. Um, there was a movie based loosely on him, paid in full. Cameron played his character in the movie. Okay. Um, there's many documentaries on him. I actually rewatched one for, for this story, um, on YouTube. Like there's a lot of shit, right? Yeah. Uh, this guy ends up being a rat in the end, and I'll get there. We'll go through the story. I feel like that's always how it ends, man. It's sad. It's like... Uh, always. A lot of these guys, like... So before him, do you know who Nicky Barnes and Frank Lucas is? I've heard those names. So Frank Lucas, Denzel did a movie. Um, American Gangster. Okay. Played Frank Lucas. Yep. So... I believe Lucas and Barnes both snitched. Right? So anyways, these guys ran New York before... Uh, before Alpo, right? So this is the transition. These guys, old guys, are in jail. These guys were running like the heroin in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpo, these guys. So it's Alpo, and then his crew, best friend, brother, Rich Porter, like not actual brother, but like you know, brother, and Az. This other cat, Az. They okay. ended up three of them ended up like running New York for a while in the eighties, early nineties. Uh, so Harlem guys. Just for people that don't know, usually known as the most flashy flies guys in New York out of any of the boroughs. The Harlem dudes are are the ones with the fashion, the jewelry. These they're known okay. for that shit, right? Um, and these guys did it to the highest degree, almost just flaunting it. Oh, like just a big fuck you to every like single law enforcement. Person. It was it was beyond flaunting, bro. And this is the this was like almost a golden era of drug dealing. Really? Because you could just throw this. This is when I tell you blocks long lineup for the drugs, bro. Really? This is this era, seventies, eighties. Yes. Alpo even talks about it in the doc. He's like, we had to tell people to go on the other side of the fucking street because it was just mad crazy. Yeah. Um, and you see it in the in the doc in the video, like you see this. What's shit, the right? doc called? I gotta watch it. Um, it's the Alpo and Rich Porter doc that I okay. watch, and there's one on just on Alpo too. Um. So, and here's the thing, okay, as a as a youth, Alpo was just super innocent. Like, he's half Puerto Rican, half black, right? Okay. This guy would go away to camp, staying with a white family. And the white family's in the dock, too. It's just sweet sweet people, right? Just had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and they even said, yo, even to that, that young age, everyone loved Alpo. Charisma out the ass. All the kids gravitated towards him. Um, and, like... You As he got older, like he started out 13. Like this guy started out young. Young, young. And then like when I tell you, bro, he had like, you know, these rapper chains now. Yep. His shit would 
just make these guys look stupid, bro. Like this shit was the most gaudiest. Ridiculous. Bro. Back then there was no athletes and rappers. Everyone looked up to the gangsters. Yeah. So he this he wouldn't do drugs, he wouldn't smoke or drink. He, he was addicted to the cash, bro. Okay. That was his mindset. So he just All about the dough, right? Uh people in the dock say, you know how Jordan had it? Yeah. Alpo had it for the streets. Okay. Like that he, he was you just have like to. that that guy, right? Um I find like sorry to No, no, go ahead. Like any like gangster or like even just like I don't want this is a terrible example, but like Hitler, Napoleon Bonaparte, all those guys like Genghis Khan, all apparently had crazy, crazy charisma. Like cra like people loved them. Obviously it took it down some dark roads, but like you almost have to have that to get that much power. Yeah, you have you to be loved sure. and sure. be able to inspire people, right? Definitely. If you're gonna run an empire on this on this epic proportion, bro. Have people die for you, you do illegal to, shit for you. You have to you have to it's even no different than like a cult leader too. You, exactly. It's exactly. the same kind 100%. of shit, bro, right? You know? But uh so Alpo started super young, thirteen, like he was even going back to the camp all drooling out, out right? as a kid, right? Chilling with all the white kids. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like the the, the parents like looking after him, like, you know, you better be careful, blah blah blah, yeah. right? You know? Um He later became more violent as he got older. He hooked up with um Different crews, a guy named Randy, I don't remember his last name. Um, but anyways, as he gets older, he gets more violent. And honestly, when you get to that that level, the violence just comes with it because you have to be violent. Yeah. Just if you don't, where you're at. other crews are running over you or you're going to be out of the game in no time. Mm -hmm. right? So um, these guys were hooked up with the Colombians. They were selling like $50 rocks for $10. Just getting Undercut all the business, bro, yeah. You know, um, again, this is why I was telling you with the lineups blocks long, yeah. You know, if you're getting a fifty dollar rock for ten bucks, best believe yeah, that you lining up be for sure. Up, you know, and like, let me tell you, bro. Like, when you watch videos of those back in the day in the projects, like all the park benches, yeah. everyone's just passed out, bro. It's everyone's fucking fucked. eerie. It's like sad, eerie. It's crazy, bro. Um, heroin, like I said, heroin just killed them, and then the, when the crack came. It was even worse, you know? Um, so they end up selling a, a few bricks out of the day. They had a spot called the Jukebox. Everyone's like notorious. Um, one of the guys, AZ, he gets shot in, in 1987. Okay. That's like one of those three, right? One of the three, yeah. He gets shot in 87. He falls back immediately. And he's like, yo. So, sorry, when he gets shot, mad people from the hood find out. They all go to the hospital. Cops are like, what the fuck is like this guy's like a movie star? That's just a train. Why the fuck are all in? these people? Oh, dude right? just sagging with big chains. Like, so heat is on. He's like, yo, these guys are on us, blah, blah, blah. Super paranoid, obviously, after getting shot. Um, so he falls back a bit. AZ and Rich Porter kind of lead from there. And like these guys, I'm talking like 20 cars each. We're talking millionaires at 20 years old. Yeah. Um, just throwing money around. Uh, they would buy cars and get jewelry to match each car. That's ridiculous. Like, like I would shoes to my clothes. Yeah. They match to the cars, cars and jewelry. That's sick. Um, we're talking garbage bags full of cash. There's a story of Alpo picking up bricks, shoving them in his pants, and doing like 20 block wheelies, the brick falling out 
coke everywhere. Yeah. Him trying to scoop it back up. That's hilarious. Um, at this time, there was like Dapper Dan. Yep. So Dapper Dan, for those that don't know, legendary designer in New York. And what he would do back in the day, he would get like the Gucci or the Louis fabric and make his own shit. Mm-hmm. Bootleg shit. Yeah. Everyone, Mike Tyson was shopping there. Like everybody was shopping there. This yeah. guy's making full-length Louis Vuitton shit, right? Later on, the stores obviously cease and desist. Yeah. And all these years later, actually, Dapper Dan works with Gucci now. That's crazy. Sick. Long story. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, so there's like you gotta see the pictures of these guys online with their shit on. They're fucking fly as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. That shit would hold up till today, right? Um, you had DJs like Rap d- professional DJs making these guys their own mixtapes. Yeah, these guys paying them thousands, and they're just like it's like uh, DJ guys, Khaled making me my own mixtape. These guys are just kings in New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just from selling drugs. Yeah, you, know you mean, mean just from selling? The golden, yeah, that's the gold, how it goes. This is why it's the golden era, though. This is how they were revered. You know what I mean? Um, they would have cookouts for the whole block. Um, they there's a story where they bought all the Alpos like. Fourth of July, went to the mafia, bought all the fireworks from him, let, let that shit off in the basketball court. Basketball court catches on fire. Uh, just fucking crazy though, right? You know, like just hooligan shit. Yeah, just awesome, right? Um, now, this is where it kind of starts to get a bit murky. So Alpo starts moving shit in Washington, D.C., right? Yeah. He starts moving shit in D.C. There, There's a dude there... Rayful Edmonds, um, he's another street cat. Now, legend has it, there's guys that say he was worth $300 million, and this is in the 80s. Yeah, that's a lot. So Unbelievable, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's obviously locked up doing crazy time. Um, so Rayful goes to jail, Alpo takes over, and like this is where the charisma comes. Like he's He went to D.C. initially because his girl was from there. So, so much heat in New York, the girl's like, come stay with me in D.C. He ends up, Rafael goes to jail. He ends up setting up shop and being just the guy like everyone's just drawn to him just starts moving mad fucking weight. Um, and then we get uh, Rich Porter, his little brother, 12-year-old brother gets kidnapped, held for ransom. Jesus. Okay. Right? They want 500K. They fucking chop off the brother's, the little brother's finger. How old is he? 12. Holy shit. Chop off the finger. Um. So as this is going on, Rich Porter's obviously freaking out. Alpo's girlfriend in D.C. was talking to her mother, and I guess it was in the paper that it was Rich Porter ends up dead. Super mysterious. They're like, "What the fuck?" Right? And they obviously back then. No, fucking internet or whatever. So no, it's just you can't like, just dial up. Grab a, a paper or a telephone call, right? Yeah. So Alp, Alp, they tell Alpo this. Alpo's like, yo, grab the paper that you read it in. You know? <clears throat> Meet me wherever. I can't remember where they met. Um, so Alpo's like reading the paper and the, and the girlfriend and the mom are talking at this point. And like Alpo's like drops his head and like super uh, sad and shocked. And he's like putting one over on him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, everyone has their suspicions that it's fucking Alpo, right? Shit just ain't adding up. 
Alpo meets up with AZ, the guy who fell back all the years earlier. Uh, and he's like, yo, this is AZ saying it in the dark. He's like, yo, why does everyone think I did it? Right? And uh, Rich Porter's sister came out even after saying that Alpo wouldn't even look her in the eye after Rich Porter died. And she kind of knew something was like not uh, right. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, it's just, it ain't adding up. Um, and then he goes on to say to AZ, Alpo does, he's like, yo, if I give Rich Porter's family 50K each, will they stop with this bullshit? And it's like, why would you even suggest giving that the money? Yeah. If it wasn't you that did it, right? Yeah, you for know sure. What I'm so AZ's like, I knew right then he did it. Now, Alpo would go on later to say that it was business, not personal. He goes on to say it in the dark. He said that Rich Porter was lying to him about something so tiny, but if Rich were to lie to him about that, he could sell him out down the road later on. This yeah. is what, what else Alpo's, is he going to lie him about? Yeah, this is what Alpo's thinking. Alpo said he gave Rich the opportunity to confess twice. He never did. And it's like something about... I think where he got the Coke or the Coke price, something pretty minor, something small, you know? Um, and he, and here's the thing, like, fuck you. It just goes to show you. And like these guys to hear, but like, I don't do it justice. Like to hear about these guys, they're connected at the hip. These guys were like bros. And like, you were to think like guys I grew up with and did shit with like, I could never do that. You know, especially when you come over, up like, with somebody like that. Like, you know what I from mean? Top to um, bottom. Like you've been there right through the whole thing. So, um, Alpo later on ends up getting capped. He gets shot. Uh, he said that uh, it was a setup. He's seen guys coming towards him. He tries to book it out of there. Gets Catches one in the ribs, right? Goes to the hospital. And kind of after that, he kind of like becomes super paranoid. He hooks up with this guy, Wayne Perry. And when I tell you this guy, Wayne Perry, is... The killer of killers. Okay, this guy's just known. Really? Don't fuck with this guy, right? So Alpo and Wayne Perry now hooked up. Alpo got the cash. Wayne Perry's got the muscle. Yeah. No, no one's fucking with these dudes, right? They're running shit. Um, if you owe Alpo money, Wayne Perry's coming, and, and, and you don't want that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Alpo goes on. He starts committing a few murders himself, right? Like I said, in this kind of when you're doing this kind of money and. Comes with the territory, right? It's a wild fucking story. So he starts murking people. Uh, Cops eventually get on him. They arrest 350 people. Sees 19,000 pounds of coke. (laughs) Which approximately is like 270 million back then. Jesus Christ. Right? Light work. So they're like, yo, Alpo, we're giving you the death penalty. So what, what do you think happens there? Yeah. Starts singing like a motherfucker, right? Um, and even like Alpo's lawyer in the docs, like I can't even believe the shit I'm reading. He's like, the the money, the murders, like everything I, I, that's I can't going down. It. Yeah. yeah, and this is a lawyer. Yeah, hundred percent. Like this guy's seen it all, right? Yeah. Um, not a now. Man. The lawyer tells Alpo, if you have the opportunity, you better think about talking. Yeah, plants a seed in Alpo's head. Now, allegedly, Wayne Perry, they end up getting him too. They get him on a different charge. But he knows something up because he doesn't get released. Something unrelated to all these murders he gets picked up for, but they don't release him. So he's like, what the fuck, right? Has some sneaky suspicions. Um, Apple obviously fucking flips, starts talking. 
And I probably, he probably knew he was going to rat as soon as he got locked up, bro. Probably. You know, I think these guys know they're not built for that shit, right? Even though this guy, this guy, uh, so eventually he had to cop out 14 murders this guy did. So it's not like he was no joke, but like, I think he knew. But um, he knows he's getting killed in prison. Yeah. You're either getting the death penalty or you're getting killed behind bars. So, like, either way, you're dying, so you're going to rat. So, I don't know. It's, like, almost like the... It, you're either dead or in jail, right? We know how this shit ends, There's right? only you know two way it ends, and neither of them are good. So, he cops out to 14 murders, rats for a lesser sentence, right? Yeah. Gets sentenced to 35 years. Uh, he's in Supermax in Colorado. We're just the worst of the worst go to that jail, right? Yeah. Gets released in 2015. Okay? Back on the streets. Now, he's like back on the streets making these docs, you know, on YouTube. Yeah. Kind of being super reckless, talking about like how he killed Alpo, or sorry, how he killed Rich Porter. Um, and it's like, you know, sooner or later, someone's getting You can't play like that. They're not letting that shit slide. Like, Rich Porter was loved in New Mm -hmm. York. Right? Uh, street dudes ain't real street real street guys ain't gonna let that is Alpo, right? did Alpo go back to New York and he's saying all this shit I'm getting there right now so after he releases he has to be a witness protection he's supposed course, to be a witness protection 100%. Program, right? you think he would be so, for the rest of his life his last known address was in Maine now when he was so he was so that night on the on Halloween night when this happened he was in um, a Dodge Ram right he had identification on him with the name Abraham Rodriguez. Uh, there was paper plates on the truck from Texas. Yeah. Right? Now, people are like, did he leave the witness protection early? Like, they don't know if he's like, fuck this, I'm just, I'm bouncing. Yeah. Did he come to New York for just a visit? Right? Yeah, what um, And like I said, he was visible in Harlem before this shit, right? Um, now, I think, obviously... It's this guy's fucking ego. He just has to be in the you limelight. Have to, yeah, he can't stay away. But when you and like this is his downfall. When you're literally the king of New York and you're running around like the way you were saying he was. Oh, king of New York for sure. There's no way you can go to just living some quiet life where nobody knows you. It just won't happen. So allegedly, they're saying that on this Halloween night, he was so ballsy that he was at a Halloween party with a Jason mask on the whole night. Right, and I guess after. Uh, Goes out into the truck after the club. Yeah. People see him in the club or whatever. Yeah. Go get their shit and they drive by. Boom, boom, boom. He got hit, I think, five times. So he gets hit, tries to drive away. He's, the cops notice bags of heroin every few feet. He was tossing them because he knows cops are coming. Yeah, yeah. He's tossing them out the window. Ends up dying, obviously, crashes in the car because he just dies, right? Yeah. Um, How old was he at this point? I think right now he's like 55, 52 maybe. Okay. Right? Um, And like, it's actually funny because in the movie Paid in Full, there's a line in there that says, ninjas get shot every day, B. And it's like a very well-known line that gets used over and over till still to this day. Yeah. And it's like, how fitting. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that's, of course, that's the way you're going to go out. Now, this is the fucked up part. There's a lot of fucked up parts. Yeah, already. yeah, for sure. But okay, we know snitches today, Takashi. Yeah. Safe to say, m- most people can't stand that guy, right? Yep. Because of what he did, right? 
But it's fuck with Alpo. You have so many people that still love the guy, bro. It's crazy. I've never seen so much love for a fucking rat, bro. It's crazy. Um, thirty years is a long time, man. Like so, people. I are, can never. But people are nostalgic, right? Like I'm sure everybody on that block, like when he went away and all the good he did for the community. Obviously, he did a lot of fuck shit, killed a lot of people, ran drugs, whatever. But you're saying he's having cookouts for the community. He's helping out. He's doing his part. Like, people are going to look back, like, 30 years when he went into prison. 30 years later, you're just going to look back with, with rosy-colored glasses. I can see it. Maybe. I would never stand for that shit. Um, and obviously, there's other people that wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, too. You see people celebrating, like, people online. You have Mano. So, Mano's a rapper from New York. Uh, his bro allegedly killed by Alpo. And so Mano sends a picture of his bro on IG, says smiling down, happy Halloween, you know? Yeah. Rich Porter's family in the hood drinking champagne. And rightfully so. As you do. You know what I'm saying? So, but man, like when I tell you this guy's world famous, bro, like I don't do it justice, man. It's fucking, like I said, this was the golden era of drug dealing and uh, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, yeah, man. Yeah, that's some wild you shit. You know what dude. I'm saying? Like, I can't even imagine what it'd be like being in the city during that time. Like that's crazy. Even watching it, you're just, just like, I still kind of imagine. Even being like low level running with that gang and just being a part of that, like that'd be crazy. For sure. But like, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, infamous for sure. Uh, that's the end of Alpo. Big time. That's a fucking wild story, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's end it on that. All right, everybody. Um, whatever pl- uh, platform you're on, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Um, highly unlikely pod on absolutely everything. So there you go. We'll see you fuckers next week. Peace.